Hey everyone, welcome to the Unconventional Podcast, where we are going to get right under the skin of the modern day workplace, and more importantly, how the ever-evolving neurodiverse world fits into it. Cue the dramatic music. So despite me having a queue of people around the block to join me on this podcast, yes, yeah, it's, it's a pretty small block to be fair, I thought I'd, it kind of made sense to make the first episode uh, a solo effort, just so that I could kind of really tell the story of Unconventional, where it came from, and what drives me to kind of take the brand on to, to, to bigger and better things. Uh, I think most people associate unconventional with the the clothing and think that one day we just decided to all of a sudden sell hoodies and t-shirts um, and that really isn't the case because it's got a, a, a kind of long history to it um, dating back many years uh, and I kind of felt like this was the perfect opportunity to tell that story um, and kind of give people a bit of a background as to where it all all came from um, what you will notice, though, on, on this podcast is that although I've got all the gear, uh, I really have got no idea. So when you are doing a, a half an hour or an hour or sometimes two hour podcast with a guest, it's pretty easy to just bounce off each other and not really have a script or, you know, and, and kind of make it last that long. And before you know it, the time's done. When you're trying to talk for 20 minutes, 10 minutes even uh, on your own, without a script uh, and you don't want to go off on a tangent and start chatting bollocks that's very difficult to do without some sort of script keeping you on track so I do have a script um, well I say a script that's a loose term it's kind of five or six pages of text that will just keep me on track if I start chatting bollocks um, which more than likely I will so I'll probably have to revert to it quite a lot so you might find that Throughout the, this initial podcast, there'll be times where I feel like it feels like I'm reading from a book, um, but I'll try and keep those moments to a minimum. So, where did it all start? Well, firstly, I kind of need to take you back to 2012 um, when something was set to change mine uh, and Lindsay's life forever. Uh, and I know that uh, anyone that's been lucky enough to have children would say that. The birth of a child changes you forever regardless. Um, and, and while that's true, I'm not really talking about kind of practical and emotional changes a child brings. Jake was set to change the way that Lindsay and I think about everything. Uh, he was going to rewrite the rule book uh, we'd kind of created in our minds and force us to hit the reset button really on, on, on everything we knew. Um, so Jake was born on the 16th of August 2012 uh, in Pembury Hospital in Kent. Uh, he was a big lad, to be fair. He wasn't quite the Barden record holder uh, held by yours truly. Uh, yeah, I was a bit of a unit, to be fair, £9.12. Um, I, I really do feel sorry for my, for my poor mum. But um, he was a very healthy £8.13. Uh, it, uh, it was the most amazing but... As any parents listening will know, the, uh, also the most terrifying time of my life. Um, we didn't realise at the time, uh, to be honest, but Jake was a very content baby uh, and really was a, a pleasure as, as babies go. Um, 
when his brother came along three years later, who many of you know from our social media content, um, we found out exactly what tough was. Uh, but that's a story for, for later on in the podcast. Um, up until about 18 months old, we were loving life, really. Um, Jake was seemingly doing everything you would expect of a, of a young child of that age. Um, and it was after this period that we started to notice uh, a few things. Um, back then, our kind of naive, uneducated brains would have called these problems, challenges, concerns. Um, but as the story evolves, we kind of realise how wrong we were um, to label the, these behaviours in, in such a way. Um, mother and baby groups were really tough for Linz, um, while all the other children were happy to kind of just sit around the stage and listen to whatever was going on, uh, you know, whether they had an entertainer on or someone, you know, someone sort of keeping the kids occupied while the mum sat on their phones or had a chat or coffee or whatever. Um, Jake was at the back of the hall playing with something that he probably shouldn't have been playing with against the wall, completely detached from the group. Um, random shout outs and arm waving would kind of draw the attention of the group. Uh, however, we kind of learned very quickly that this was Jake. This is what Jake needed to get through the morning. Um, and that was exactly why we knew that uh, he wasn't getting value from the sessions. And ultimately, we, we, we stopped him. This meant that Lynn's lost out on a lot of networking opportunities uh, with, with new young mums. Um, she struggled to meet anyone that kind of understood the challenges that she was going through. She'd make excuses so she didn't, uh, so she could avoid the latest play date because she knew Jake uh, wasn't going to get anything from it. And because of that, neither would she. It was when Jake was around two and a half that we decided to take some steps to, to really understand Jake's behaviour. We were lucky because Lindsay's mum at the time worked for an organisation that supported all kinds of children on the ASD spectrum. And because of that, she kind of recognised some of the behaviours Jake was displaying. She helped us find a great occupational therapist uh, who was willing to spend the day with us and give us an honest professional opinion on Jake. Uh, that was in early 2015. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, this weren't cheap. Um, and we, luckily for us, we had help paying for it. But this meeting was about to change everything. We spent uh, a day with this lady and after a series of exercises, tests, observations, um, and, and her really kind of trying to educate us along the way, which was, which was important, she explained to us that Jake was showing a lot of signs of SPD, which was sensory processing disorder. He was also hypermobile. <clears throat> At two and a half, Jake was too young for an autism diagnosis, um, but we'd been put on the right path by this, by this incredible woman and now had so many answers to the questions that had been kind of going around in our heads for, for months and months. The feeling at the time was a mixture of overwhelming, satisfying, terrifying and, and relief. 
we finally had the answers we needed to look forward. But what that looked like was still a complete mystery. The next year was tough, uh, apart from the fact that Linz was pregnant with Josh. Uh, and it wasn't really uh, because of Jake. Um, it was really because we now didn't fit with our family's expectations. We were saying no to things we once said yes to. We lost connections with good friends simply because we'd said no to one too many play dates or nights out. Um, life became quite isolated, to be honest. But in a strange way, we actually felt quite at home with it. So the next kind of chapter in the, the evolution is the birth of Josh. In 2016, life was about to throw us another curveball when number two son was brought into the world. Josh was due on New Year's Day, so we thought a Christmas baby could, could have been on the cards, to be fair. He eventually came on the 3rd of January, and wow, were we in for a shock. Apart from the fact that this one did actually break the Barden record. To be fair, Linz has done blooming well. So two big babies. I do feel sorry for her. I certainly couldn't have done it. Um, months of upset, continuous crying eventually resulted in us getting an appointment with a paediatrician at Maystone Hospital. At four months old, she spotted his tongue tight instantly and he was immediately whipped away to have it cut. A procedure that usually gets done in the first two weeks after birth. So at four months, you can imagine this was pretty traumatic for him. Despite the relief that his troubles had now been sorted, the damage for Linz had already taken its toll. Looking back on it now, we can both agree that she was definitely suffering from postnatal depression and that the first 18 months of Josh's life were a true test of our marriage. A test which I'm happy to say we passed. Despite all of the challenges, Linz and I have never really been people to stand still. Uh, to be fair, I think she may have stood still a bit longer if she hadn't married me, but that kind of, uh, that always wanting to move forward nature that I have tends to rub off. So in 2017, just as we were getting our lives back on track, we moved into our fourth home in five years after getting lucky in the housing market for once. A new build may have been an easier option, but oh no, really not our style if I'm honest. Another house that needed a complete overhaul. But I'm very pleased to say that against all the odds, we've made that move very successful and can genuinely say that we have our forever home. Well, I say that. We did move four times in five years, so you never know. So with all that said, where the hell does unconventional fit into this story? Some people may think that the brand unconventional came along last March in the form of unconventional apparel. But we never meant to launch a clothing line. In fact, after 15 years in retail and the cost of wholesale goods in the UK, this was the furthest thing from my mind. The truth is, the word unconventional and I have, 
had a four-year history dating back to before I even started creating on LinkedIn back in 2019. At that stage, after all the crazy, life-changing moments we'd had with the boys, I had an idea for a YouTube channel called The Unconventional Dad. Being a father to an autistic son and a husband to a mum of an autistic son meant that we certainly went about life in a rather unconventional way. Friends were lost and special occasions missed, all the while trying to navigate the world of ASD and the challenges it presented. At this stage, Jake was just five and still in his first year of school. But unlike so many children on the spectrum, it wasn't school that caused the biggest challenges for Jake. Jake was at home with the school structure. He had his one-to-one and the routine was something he took to very nicely. This meant home life needed to follow suit, meaning anything spontaneous or last minute was a complete no-no. I'm going to pause at this moment because you may be noticing that you can hear birds in the background because I can certainly hear them on my headphones. I'm actually recording this um, in my office, which many of you know is in my garden. Uh, And this mic literally picks up everything. Um, Someone could be having a poo in my house and I think he'd hear it. So uh, if there are birds tweeting in the background, that's the reason. So the unconventional dad took off and was a massive success. No, of course it wasn't. Uh, I wouldn't be still working a nine to five just starting a new podcast if it had been. Like most things of this nature, I quickly realised that creating a YouTube channel was an enormous time sink. And with two boys at five and two, time was not really something I had going spare. So the unconventional name was put to rest, but was certainly not forgotten. In 2020, having been on LinkedIn for a year and built a nice group of connections, I came up with the alias, The Unconventional Boss. Having spent 18 years of my life at this stage in management from the age of 22, God, I'm old. I felt like this was a way to really create some thought leadership content around my take on modern management and leadership. Having spent seven years living in a world dominated by autism and all the incredible experiences it creates, I had evolved as a manager. My hard-nosed retail days were behind me and countless new life experiences had shown me a new way, a different way. The modern day employee was not going to respond to a one-size-fits-all approach. And if there was one thing I'd learned over Jake's life, it was that everyone's situation is different and that everyone can bring something of value. The unconventional boss, like the unconventional dad before it, was also going to take place on YouTube. Although this time I had LinkedIn as a great outlet as well. With time still not really on my side, but a desire to make something work, I moved forward with this alias, which many people would go on to know me for within the social channels, especially on LinkedIn. The vision was simple. Encourage people to look outside what they know about traditional leadership and learn to understand people's differences. I believed and still do believe so deeply that I could make a difference that as a sideline, 
I even started a consulting business designed to help young managers not make the mistakes of so many before them, me included. God, blimey. I think back to when I was young at 22. I, I knew nothing. I was thrown in at the deep end and, uh, and left to kind of sink or, or swim. The trouble with such a sideline is that it relies on a big bosses acknowledging that there's an issue. And rarely do they do that. Like many of the people I now call friends who have gone on into coaching roles, I found it tough to sell the business well enough to extract money from wallets. And with COVID in full flow by this point, I'd almost resign myself to the fact that people were tightening their belts rather than blowing the dough on people like me. So despite ditching the coaching gig in Jan 2021, I still had a real attachment to the unconventional name. It just felt like something people related to, something that made people feel great about being different and that it was perfectly okay to be different. So I decided to keep the name and have some hoodies made to use in my video content. This was the game changer. Before I go into full story mode on the best version of the unconventional brand to date, I need to take a moment to talk about the non-autistic sibling in a world dominated by ASD. In so many ways, Josh has been more challenging than Jake over the past couple of years. Actually, that's a lie. Since birth, really, a little monkey. Um, Linz and I have always tried to find the balance between doing things for Jake and ensuring Josh doesn't miss out. Yeah, to be honest, it's an almost impossible balance, as many parents and people listening that are attached in some way to ASD will, will recognise. Uh, and despite our best efforts, Josh has 100% been affected and continues to display behaviours that we're often scratching our heads trying to figure out. Um, I've spoken so much about the need to stop relying on labels before we attempt to understand behaviours. Much of my LinkedIn content, despite being a huge autism advocate, has been around the need for us to pay closer attention to the why behind children's behaviours and what other factors are involved. Much of this content has actually been the target of quite a bit of challenge from adults that have never felt better since receiving a diagnosis. If we as society don't do this though, and don't allow children to embrace their differences uh, up through their teens, we continue to go round in this same shit circle that we've now that we're now in where children turn to adults and have become so good at masking who they really are, that they live a lie. You know, how many people do you know right now that you could honestly look at and go, you're not, you're not living true to yourself. You're not living the life that you should be living. I think we all know people that, that, that are like that. And I think we, we tend to know how damaging that can be. So the final part of the unconventional podcast the first ever episode of this podcast which will get at least five listeners i reckon it might even push six talks about 
unconventional apparel. The, the reason we are here, the, the thing that ultimately put that name on the map. Um, this is the part of the story that I've been looking forward to the most. Uh, I don't actually know how to make it sound dramatic and exciting other than putting some really fancy music behind it. But it's also the part of the story that will probably be the least scripted and, and the most off the cuff. Um, because I do appreciate that parts of this podcast, if not all of it, uh, have definitely been me reading from a script. Um, so Unconventional Apparel, it all started really in Jan 2021. Uh, when, as I said in the uh, earlier part, I decided to, to get some hoodies made for my videos that I was knocking out on social media, mainly on, on LinkedIn, but, but I, I dabbled in a bit of Instagram as well. Red being my favourite colour, I had the logo all set and a couple of cheapish hoodies were ordered just to give the unconventional brand a bit more presence. I know some people pay really good money to have logos built. Uh, made um, and I know some some very good uh, logo and, and brand people within LinkedIn but I felt like it was really important for me um, to create something myself um, I was lucky enough to have a, a Photoshop subscription at the time uh, with work so I kind of wrote the word uh, with a particular font um, and then a few YouTube videos later taught myself how to pull that font around to uh, give it that kind of unconventional, random look of the logo that you you see today and you see on all the, the hoodies and the, and all the, the different branding and stuff. Um, and luckily, I'd spent three years at art college, uh, mainly building things out of wood and skiving off to the local shopping centre, but still, um, it must have had some impact. Um, anyway. After about two weeks, um, two red hoodies arrived uh, with that very special logo on the front. Uh, and I was very proud. I was very proud of seeing that creation on these uh, hoodies. Um, there was no fancy neck prints or cuff wraps um, on, any, on any of these tester hoodies. And they certainly weren't the quality of the, of the final product that many of you have now got hanging up in your wardrobes. Um, but they would do for the time being and they certainly gave uh, they, they certainly uh, did the trick in terms of being something to wear within the, the videos that I was putting out after just a week of wearing the the hoodie uh, I'd put one video out I think and um, I had five DMs on LinkedIn asking where I got them from and, and could I get more and I was like really Five people have said, oh, we'll pay you. You know, whatever they cost, tell us how much we want one. They're perfect. Perfect. They sum our family up. So I priced them up with delivery and everything else. And, and I said, yeah, I'll, I'll order you one. And but we had a couple of people had red and a, someone had pink. And I think someone had maybe a purple. And I uh, priced them up and said, um, yeah, it'll be whatever it was. And uh, they paid me on the spot. No, no question. Didn't wait for it to be... I said, I'm probably going to need the money up front, though. Is that okay? They were like, yep, send us your details. Sent them my details. And the money was in the account 10 minutes later. So I thought, oh, okay. Um, obviously, they took a, another couple of weeks to come through. And then, obviously, I sent them out to the, those five people. Well, 
within a couple of days of me sending them out, all five of those people that had requested the hoodies shared them on LinkedIn, posted pictures of them on LinkedIn. That same day, I had another 20 people message me asking, can they have a hoodie? Where can they buy them from? And I thought, something's going on here. I turned to Linz and said, is this, a, is this a way that we can get this brand on the map? You know, should should we be starting this as a proper a proper thing rather than just getting ad hoc hoodies made up in in a quality that I'm not happy with? Just as just because she said, well, and she the thing is, Linz isn't normally a, a risk taker, um, but I think because we both believe so heavily in the message behind unconventional, the the break free from conventional thinking, you know, that there's so many people within our lives, all of us, you know, you as listeners, me, Linz, that are suffering in life because they are trapped. They feel trapped under someone else's foot, boot, wing, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're misunderstood. And obviously, because of our autism connection as well, she said, let's have a look into it. So so we did. I, I did these these 20 one-offs. Um, and this was this was obviously by this by this point, we were into February 2021. And um, I did them and they all then shared the, their hoodies as well. And then I got I got inundated with messages again. And I said, look, I'm not going to do any more one-offs, but my wife and I are thinking about launching um, this as a proper business. So bear with, you know. Um, so we did. Uh, and it was, to be honest, it was it was a bit of a stressful time because I, I'd never really built an e-commerce website before. And, and that definitely gave me a headache. Um, and then the ordering of the products, we had to find a really good supplier. We tested four or five different garments before we were really happy with, with one. Uh, and um, then... By the time that we'd actually decided, placed the order, and they actually arrived at my house, it was like the middle of June. Um, so it's a really long process getting to the point where we actually had a shop with stock um, online, all displayed. Um, and we actually launched on the 29th of June, 2021. So, you know, we, we like I said, we're going back... Uh, probably three years from when I first sort of thought about using the word unconventional for marketing purposes or to just drive attention to a message. And many of you will, will know because many of you were customers of, of unconventional apparel from that initial point. We we launched and literally in two days, I think we sold about 40 hoodies um, and then July, August, September were, were absolutely stonking months. Now, bear in mind, this is the middle of summer uh, and people are buying thick, uh, heavyweight hoodies um, because they really felt passionately about the brand and what it stands for and the message behind it. Um, and, you know, it, it was overwhelming, completely overwhelming that these people would would um, spend 50 pounds uh, a pop on a hoodie without knowing 
really they didn't know me they'd seen me around on LinkedIn and uh, and they kind of knew what I was about but we'd never spoken for all they know this could have been some cheap and nasty do-it-yourself job um, and then obviously if you go and read the trust pilot uh, you know reviews you'll realize that they're actually a, a high quality product with embroidery and all the little details and it's a proper product you know you you really do get get your money's worth with it um, and then we sort of went into Christmas we started selling hats and, and beanies and now we're into t-shirts and if I'm if I'm being completely honest the brand is something that I absolutely love it is a part of me it's a part of the family um, I've had moments over the last few months especially where I've been like I've had wobbles where I've thought can I really continue this and work a full-time job um, and my wife will say to me there is absolutely no way on this planet you can ever give up that brand and that business. You have to just ride out these difficult periods. Um, and it and it has been tough because, as many of you know, I started a new job um, in February. That's been all-consuming, as new jobs always are, especially at the, the senior levels that, that kind of that I'm at. Um, so it, it's been very difficult juggling it, but um, she's right. It. it it won't ever be given up. It is a part of us now. It's it's something that we will build on. We will evolve. Um, we have a few ideas of what to do next with the brand, but the clothing will always be there because it is an inspirational brand. It's something that has power. Um, so many people have bought into it. So many people have bought multiple products. You know, I know people in America that only ever wear unconventional hoodies now they don't wear anything else that you know they believe that strongly in the in the brand and, and what it stands for so that's been uh, super exciting and, and and completely overwhelming if i'm if i'm honest um and that brings us to to today um so why launch the podcast well my vision for unconventional is more than just obviously selling the clothes i want to be a force for change i want to be a force for um, embracing neurodiverse embracing our differences not relying on the labels understanding people making more of an effort just I want people to live the life that they want to live and not feel trapped and not feel like they have to live someone else's vision. Um, and, and that is so important to me. It's so important to Linz for, for, for so many years. Linz and I have, have felt like we needed to fit a mold. Um, we needed to do things because there was an expectation on us. And, and, and were we happy with it? No. We weren't. And, and even now there's things we do that we're not happy with, but we're gradually changing. We're gradually becoming stronger at being able to be ourselves and, and, and kind of say no to things and, and yes to things that perhaps we wouldn't have done before. So the brand is evolving. The, the podcast is something that, you know, I, I've been passionate about for a long, long time and I've finally been in a position to start it. Um, I do want to have a, a long list of guests. I know we joked at the start saying I've got a list around the block. At the point of recording this first episode, I've probably had three people say to me, we'll be on it. But then I haven't actually spoken to many people about it. So 
I'm sure there will be some takers. Um, but I, I do want it to be a force for good. I want it to be a force for change. I want it to be an inspirational place to, to go and have a listen for an hour or half an hour or whatever it might be. Um, and, um, and yeah, that, that's kind of why, why I've, I've started it. So I've now been talking for 33 minutes. You've been listening, if you've got this far, uh, for 33 minutes. I hope you've kind of enjoyed the, the history of that name and where it comes from and the backstory. Um, I certainly enjoyed writing it and telling it. Uh, I am really, really excited about where this podcast is going to go and, and who we're going to have on first and who we're going to have on in a month, two months and six months. Um, it, it, I'm absolutely buzzing for it. So thank you so much for listening and getting this far. Please subscribe. Please look out for, for the second episode. Um, and uh, we will uh, we'll be with you again very, very soon. Thank you, guys. Since recording this initial podcast, I have actually now left employment uh, and started the Think Unconventional social media agency. Uh, it was something that I'd wanted to do for a while. Leaving unemployment was kind of forced on me uh, out of the blue. But to be perfectly honest, it's done me a huge, huge favor. Um, Think Unconventional is now live um, and we will be uh, we'll be talking about that more in our upcoming podcasts, I'm sure.